your favorite fat boys. What's up, everybody? It's your favorite fat boy, Jerron. Stefan, a.k.a. Mayhem, a.k.a. Protect Your Neck, a.k.a. The Target Destroyer. So, welcome back to another episode of your favorite fat boy's podcast. We're going to talk about today. Going to kind of jump straight into it because there's a lot of uh, a lot going on right now in the world. So, recently, uh, there's a video that I'm pretty sure everybody in the world has seen. Of uh, Before you start, I wanted to say that the last episode you said we would do something fun today this is not fun no it's not and it's because you know people be fucking up out there so you know i feel as though it is our responsibility with this with this platform we have to at least bring some attention to it you know shed some shed our light and our thoughts to it and some insight yeah so it was this week that george floyd was killed by a police officer with his uh Neck, well, I'm sorry, was neat in his neck for like eight and a half minutes. Yeah, the unscrupulous murder of an innocent, well, we don't know about innocence, but unarmed black man by police authorities. And while uh, his other colleagues, well, police officers, three other officers just kind of just watched. Well, they participated because they were actively holding him down on the ground. Right. So, Said well, one, oh, sorry, one watched and then yeah. the others held him down. So, Said a, a man who was already on the ground, handcuffed and not resisting, saying several times he could not breathe, asking for his mother, asking for help, and just you know the officers had no regard for his life, and it was all over a supposed forge forged check. Well, the information that I got it was a, a counterfeit twenty dollar bill. Oh, okay. Yeah, that he was that he supposedly used to buy lunch. Okay, so let's break this down as as best we can as as, as human beings here. I, you you were retail. Well, I would say you were the cashier before. Yeah, I were the cashier before, as well as before too. When you receive a fake bill, you well, when you receive a bill like twenty bill, twenty dollar bill, fifty dollar bill, hundred dollar bill, you're supposed to take a marker of some sort and run across it and see if it turns a certain color. If it turns like I think black and over turns brown is fake. Right. Black is real, brown is fake. If this, if, if, if it's fake, you just let this, you let your manager know, hey, we got fake bills here, and then they would probably call security, loss prevention, whatever, and then they would take care of it from there. So I don't know, I don't know if this happened here, but I feel like some steps were missed because the, for the police getting involved was like to me escalated was escalated too quickly. Right, because if it was. <laughs> The situation was sometimes you might even receive a fake 20 as change because the person who got it prior didn't check to see if it was fake. Exactly. And you wouldn't even know that it was a fake 20. But even if he was using a fake $20 bill to purchase a meal, I don't feel like the police needed to be involved in that situation. But you know what it was is he used the counterfeit money or whatever he did to purchase the meal. The cops were called. The cops came and responded. Right. And... 
We don't know about the preceding incident that caused him to be placed on the ground handcuffed. But what we do know is that he's on the ground handcuffed, not resisted, being held down. And an officer has a knee in his neck for over nine minutes. He's repeatedly telling you, I can't breathe. So at that point, if someone is saying, I cannot breathe, and we talked about this beforehand. If you, if as an officer, I know you, you are trained to use force, but when are you, when are you supposed to release that force in the situation where they say, "Hey, I can't breathe. I'm not comfortable. You're hurting me." No, you keep applying more pressure. Yeah, I, I worked in a facility where we needed to do hands-on to take down mentally ill people, mm-hmm. and the idea was that we did it in such a way that we didn't get hurt and we didn't hurt them. Because you don't want to hurt the person. You just want to stop them from doing something violent. I don't know if George Floyd was doing something violent and he needed to be taken down. But at no point in time when you have a person restrained, do you need to go that excessive route that I'm going to keep you on the ground and I'm going to put my knee in your neck. Never put your knee or your hands on somebody's neck unless you are trying to kill them. Right, because if you go back to Eric Gardner... The, the maneuver, I think, like the seatbelt chokehold, they said that's, that's, pro, that's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Prohibited? Yeah. And it's prohibited because of the fact that you are cutting off someone's air supply. And, but that maneuver was used on air garden. Right. So, Cause people are under the impression that if you can hear somebody saying, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, that they can breathe. You can say a lot with no breath. Yeah. But as, but I'm still telling you, I'm losing, I'm losing breath. Right. You said with without taking a breath, you can speak tons of sentences. I mean, shit. Look how fast Eminem raps without taking a breath. You can say a lot with no breath. So if somebody's repeatedly telling you that they can't breathe, they probably can't breathe. For eight and a half minutes, he had his, had his knee in his neck and he, he passed away. And there's more and more evidence coming out of him being... He, he was a supposedly... One report said he was drunk. One report said that he was you know, resisting arrest. But there's video showing that, you know, he's being detained and he's not resisting arrest. There's video showing that he was being hit. It looks like he's being hit right. in the back of the, of the police car. Then when he loses consciousness, the ambulances are coming to get him. It's another police unit that picks him up, puts him on a gurney, and puts him in the back of something. And I say something because I don't, I don't see that there's a video of him actually getting an ambulance. So, and then, you know, of course, this causes outrage because the fact that you just kill an innocent black man on right. camera. And like we said the last time, regardless of what he was doing, the crime did not come with a death sentence. Whatever, whatever small petty crime he did did not come with a death sentence. And this officer of the law, uh, this person of authority decided upon himself that I'm going to Put this man in a situation where he could possibly die because I can. So that kind of says way into everything else is going all, all the other sub subtopics that have, you know, spread because of this. In the same week, you had was name Chris Cooper, who was in Central Park, told a white woman, hey, you need to put your dog on a leash. She felt threatened by the black man, called the cops. And said, I have an angry black man here that's threatening my life and caused a whole lot of hoopla on the phone call. Well, we know for a fact she didn't feel threatened by him. 
he he recorded the entire thing. She didn't yes. feel threatened. She felt pissed off about the fact that this man was telling her that she needed to do something with her dog. And she didn't appreciate the fact that he took it upon himself to tell her the rules of this area is you must have your dogs on a leash. Mm-hmm. You need to put your dog on a leash. She said, oh, fuck you for talking to me. Right. And she's used the power. She she premeditated this. She consciously knew that if she called the cops and talked to them as if she was being threatened by a black man, that a situation would arise where he could either lose his life or lose his livelihood. She was using the power of her whiteness. Yeah. She was using her white privilege to try to stir something up that was not there. And thank goodness he recorded everything from beginning to end because... All he was doing was, I think anybody in, in any kind of dog park would let you know, like, hey, you didn't have your dog on a leash, you know? And Right. You know, not even just for the safety of your dog, but everybody else, because your dog could be dangerous. Right. And it does, it, there's no one else. And of course, during this quarantine time, a lot of people are probably not out and about in these dog parks or whatever other parks, period. But he's like, he, and she probably just took advantage of the situation where nobody said, you know, my dog can walk freely. But he's like, oh, well, you know, your dog need to be on leash. You never know who's going to pop up. And then, suppose the police were there and she got a ticket. She wouldn't get, she wouldn't get a cop no lip. Probably not. So, I mean, maybe she would because obviously if she gave the cop lip, she wasn't going to die from it. True. That's but, she, but she knew for a fact that if she called the police and said <coughs> that I feel threatened, there's this black man threatening me. She knew. She was cognizant enough to know that it could end very poorly for him. And she wanted to use that against him. Yeah. So thankfully he recorded it and I don't think I don't know if the police came or not. I don't they, they didn't come. No, I don't believe they did. They didn't come. And he walked away from that, but she ultimately ended up losing her job because of that. And to kind of piggyback to the Floyd the George Floyd situation, that officer has been brought up on third degree murder charges. So we have a, a murder charge pending and I mean, I don't like the fact that it's third degree, but okay. Yeah, it should be first degree. But maybe that might change while the new evidence is coming up. And now you have this white woman here. I think her name is Amy something. She got, she, you know, she lost her job. So it's, it's consequences to your actions here. As, as it should be. As it should be. But losing your job, I don't think it necessarily is enough. Just don't do that shit, period. Don't make, don't, don't try to notify and testify situation that's not there. Well, I mean, we we live in a country, in a society where we are well aware of black people, especially black men's, one, fear and the repercussions that come with their interactions with police. Mm-hmm. And we know that you can weaponize it because we've seen it before. And this is a woman who was very cognizant of, I can weaponize this. And in, in, in the case with the George Floyd situation, the police officer in question had several, several uh, infractions against him of uh, police brutality, unnecessary force, and he was never disciplined for it. So him putting his knee in this man's neck, just another day for him. Yeah. Because he's never had any repercussions taken out on him for these actions before. And we've created a, a society where we are not okay with it, but we just say, hey, you know what, this is just kind of every day. Right, we 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 used to police fucking with us, you know, being racist, being racist, experience of racism from the police. It, you know, it almost comes with the territory of being black. Right. So it's something like you said, we we don't like it, but we're used to it. And this is all happening within 
a couple. It's it's happened within like, this week. Yeah, yeah. Just and then, then within then, the week. Then last week you had Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor being killed. And it's just like, and I think America, well, Black well, America, not had them enough. being killed, but just you know the things coming out about exactly. It. And Black America's had enough. It's been reached a boiling point, and there've been protests going on, which have turned into rioting as well. Right. So rioting and looting, which tends to happen when you're sitting on a powder keg. Right. So a couple of things that come out from rioting that I want to touch on was, you know, we depicted, and what's recently been depicted. With the, with the rioting is that when we do it, we, we, we're we doing peaceful protests, but somehow another, you said a powder, it's a powder case or something, something kind of t- tips that boiling point. Yeah, all it takes is one spark. And something happens. And so, you know, we've seen video of uh, bad actors dressed in all black and they are spraying painting Black Lives Matter on buildings. They're breaking windows. You know, it's very med- meditated. They're, laying, they're supposed to, you know, they're laying, uh, they're laying uh, bricks out in open areas for you to use. They kind of get you to, you know, to kind of spot some off. But when white armed men were at the Capitol building demanding that you reopen America so I can get my hair cut and I can eat out at my Panera Bread in the dining area, in the outside dining with guns, police are not doing anything. They're not, they're not pushing you, not doing tear gas. They're not. You know, I think part of that is the optics that go with that is the fact that when they were doing the whole liberate America campaign, the president was behind it. Mm -hmm. The highest office in our nation was behind these armed protesters. But as soon as black people start doing it, the president spouts out a line from a a well-known racist that once the looting starts, the shooting starts. If nobody recognizes the optics behind that, the racism behind that, then they are being blind to the entirety of what's going on. And when he said that, that's definitely rubbed me the wrong way. And everybody else, because it's like you're not for us, you're not supporting us. You're giving people, you're giving whoever with a gun the, the, the okay to say, you know what, they looting. Nah, let me start the shooting. And but again, this is something we've known about the current administration. <laughs> they. It, what we were talking about before, why the only reason that I appreciate the current administration is because they are so overtly evil. See, you don't really get that overtly evil nature when it comes to the government officials. They're always hiding and secretive. But right now, so for the past four years, the past eight years, just they have been overtly evil. And it's refreshing. It's it, terrible it, as it is. It's refreshing. Right. We had a conversation. And when you put it that way, I thought about it. I was like, it's a, it's a really good point because the fact that. A lot of times you might get politicians that like you know straight up lie to your face, and a lot of times they are lying to our face about certain things, and or they just kind of cover it up. But with Trump, we knew what he was beforehand, and he has not changed. If anything, he's more so embraced who he is, right? You know, and he's someone who definitely should not have a Twitter account, access to any kind of social media because he's he's spreading that divide. Anytime you call. Uh, what neo Nazis, you know, good people, and then you let Black Lives Matter group be labeled as terrorists, there's a problem. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and to, to carry that narrative as if, like, you know, all the people in the Black Lives Matter group are terrorists or they're the ones who start in trouble. No, they're not. But, you know, he lets them carry on. He lets, he lets the people who did take that narrative carry on, like, like a oh. Tommy Lauren. 
I mean, of course, because one, that's who he is, and two, that's his base. America was the way that it's been, and it's been this way for a while. Coronavirus only exposed the cracks deeper. Hmm. So the quarantine, the pandemic, the lockdowns, they only exposed the cracks, and we were always sitting on a powder keg, but then this, these things just kind of pushed over the edge. So the one thing that I will say about the riots is the same thing I said about the protests. Again, I will never condone it, but I understand it. People get frustrated. People want to lash out at a system that's been keeping them down for so long. Mm -hmm. So I understand it. I would never condone it because I always have an issue with busting up other people's shit because that's just me. But I do understand why these things happen. Right. I feel feel that way you do. Like, I don't condone it. I'm not saying, you know, hey, go out there and bust bust this shit up. But... I get it. You know, you're frustrated as hell. You're not seeing any real change. You tired of the same shit. You want to lash out. And one thing I want to touch on real quick before we move to the next um, subtopic with rioting is that um, someone pointed out, and you experienced this, is that it's not rioting when you celebrate your sports team winning or losing. You oh, know? Well, we, I, I called it a riot. Because, yeah, I was at College Park, and we beat Duke in a basketball game, and they started riding. I didn't fucking understand it. It made absolutely no sense to me. I'm everybody's so excited and like, okay, we beat Duke in a basketball game. What does that mean for us? Nothing. And then the riots broke out. They flipping over cars and destroying property because they won a basketball game. And I think, and I think in what 2000, 2001, University of Maryland won the uh, Final Four tournament, and. I'm pretty sure Maryland University of Maryland celebrated in a very rioting way. Oh, yeah, yeah. They rioted. That's why at that point in time when I was up there and the riot broke out, the police were armed to the teeth. <laughs> so, yeah, they tear gassed the entire street and they were in full riot gear. It looked like a scene out of a movie based in the apocalypse. And the, and the point we're making is that you can see this. And you and when it's college kids, you're not gonna call them terrorists. You're not gonna say that they're all oh, they're they're looting and stealing. Right, they're thugs. Right, you're not gonna call, you're not gonna pit them as that. But when black people, when the riots and the protests are predominantly black, you frame it as if this we're all fucking criminals. Exactly, and that's is 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 not fair. It's not right, and that to me that narrative has to stop. You have to keep you have to stop depicting us as thugs. And as terrorists, when we are, tr- we're, we're trying to peacefully protest. We and, have peacefully protested. Right. And a group of people who legitimately have a complaint about the state of the world. And that's part of the problem too with, even with the rioting is the fact that we know that it's a powder keg. We know riots get people to look at us, get people to at least pretend like they're listening. But we know also know for a fact that it doesn't work to facilitate, facilitate change. So we need to figure out a method at which we can facilitate facilitate change because we know we've done this before. We've done rioting before over police brutality. We've done protesting over police brutality. And we know that after a while, it's going to go to the back of everybody's mind. And then this is going to be Tuesday again. Right. And nobody's going to give a fuck. So we need to figure out a new way to facilitate that change. And so with, with you saying that, to anybody that's non-black, to anybody who does not know what the solution is, if you don't have a solution, don't say shit. Just keep your two cents to yourself. If you got if you got two cents that you want to speak on, 
But I'm tired of seeing these comments where it's like, oh, Looney's not the answer. You should peacefully protest. We did. Martin Luther King peacefully protested. They still killed him. Um, Colin Kaepernick peacefully protested. They they blackballed him. So what's the, what's the solution then? If if we peacefully protest to begin with, should we fuck shit up first and then hope that y'all listen and change? And everybody says that there has to be another way, but nobody knows what that other way exactly. is. Exactly. And some of you white white people are, you know, just showing your ignorance and just be like, oh, you know, you shouldn't do this, shouldn't do that. But you're not offering a solution. Not saying that I need white people. I want a white person to offer a solution. But if you're going to come into the conversation, bring something of substance. Because you're not bringing anything by just saying don't loot. Looting is not on the agenda. It happens. Right. Riots and looting happen, but nobody started a protest over the death of a black, an innocent black man and said, you know what? All right, at 530, let's start the looting. Matter of fact, let's not go down this street. I want to swing by the Target and get a couple of things. That, that's, that's, that's also been you know, getting, burning me up, getting under my skin, just the fact that you know, people aren't bringing a, you know, a solution to it. or thinking outside the box. So, you know, the dialogue is good to express your point of view and everything like that, but to, to think that that's, that's what the agenda is, that's not it. Yeah, I read something somewhere. Somebody's like, you know, why don't they uphold law and order? I said, but we're protesting the people who are supposed to uphold law and order. So it's kind of hard to say I'm going to be a part of the system and I'm going to follow the system's rules when the rules negatively affect me and adversely affect me. Right. It's hard to follow rules that are made to keep you down. And the justice system is, we've seen it time and time again, where we don't even get a conviction sometimes from these officers. And then when we do, they might walk scot-free, like uh, with Joe Zimmerman, because of the stand your ground law, he pretty much got off. Right. You know, where he where he clearly followed this young man and killed him. And because he because of the fact that the defense was, you know, he felt threatened for some reason. And he wasn't minding his business. This, this, you know, that child lost his life. It's one thing that you know, I said the last video and I'll say it again, that it, even though it's a big hit to privacy, the fact that everyone has a camera now, it's hard to do shit in a nefarious manner and get away with it especially out in public mm-hmm. because everybody has a camera because think about the fact that with the george floyd case if we didn't have video it would have just been people screaming about another cop killing another innocent black man and we wouldn't be able to see it to understand how blatant it was right and the, the situation with chris cooper in central park the fact that he was able to record this woman trying to use the police to ruin his life. The fact that everyone has a camera means that maybe you should probably think about what you're doing before you do some nefarious shit. And hopefully they do, but in some cases they don't care. Because you can tell, looking at the video with George Floyd, he got the man, my man, homeboy got his hands in his pockets, was with his knees Oh, yeah, yeah, that officer did not give a fuck. Right, and he just like, you know... Like you said, he carried on like this is Tuesday. Yeah, for him it was definitely just a Tuesday. And his his partner, I don't say I don't know his partner or not, but his colleague there, just kind of just like okay, well, you know, maybe he'll maybe he'll maybe he won't die. This maybe this person won't die. Maybe they'll just do constants and be all right. And he did nothing either. So it's just very disheartening to see to see this. But at least we have this as a weapon 
to catch this shit on film because, like you just said, if if it had not been caught, it's just been another. It'd been two more black men that could have had their lives ruined. Right. And I said this the last time, and I say it all the time. We understand that not all police officers are bad, but when you have a thousand police officers and a hundred of them are bad, if the if the 900 don't do anything about the 100 that are bad, then you have a 1,000 bad police officers. So hopefully, hopefully the officers, the good ones, will speak up when something, some wrongdoing is being done within their own police department. Say, That's also, one way you don't really get some kind of change within the, within the department because yeah. you got you got to let go of, you got to, you got to, these, these officers got to let go. They can't be, they cannot be held, they cannot be holding these positions and you're scared of black people. You're not going to protect black people. And you don't care about black people. And also, we need to really take a look at how law enforcement is run as an organization mm-hmm. and how it interacts with the community. From a top-down perspective, these things need to be looked at and they need to be changed because the current situation is just not working. And it's definitely not working for everyone. It's not, and it's it's like a, it's, it's a long time coming for them to overhaul the, the justice system. They've been talking about prison reform for so long. They've been talking about, you know, the justice system for so long, and even reparations. And I just, I say that because like these are all kind of hot button topics. They talk about when it's time for election when it's election time. They kind of get people like you know kind of perk the ears up to see the lesson was going on, but then nothing gets done. You know, you you want the black vote, but you're not doing anything to support and help black people. Right. And uh, another thing I want to touch on, the, you know, with, with rioting as well, like one thing I saw, they had child child soldiers out there in the field. Is that a real thing or not? Or uh, I mean, child soldiers are a real thing, but I don't know what you're referring to as far as the riots go. So they showed, they showed a couple of images. So they showed like these grand images of like them placing bricks in certain spots. You know the bad actors and all. Oh that. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but then that, they show they show like they were just, they had I forgot what city was they had, like child 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 soldiers ready to kind of go out there in the streets and you know defend defend uh, these buildings and stuff like that. Oh, I mean, if the building that you feel like potentially be attacked is like family owned or something along those lines, I'm almost certain that yeah, you would have your kids be ready to ride or die to protect your property <laughs> and to protect your livelihood. So yeah, I understand. I understand both sides of that. They, they were dressed in uh, army gear. Sure, why not? Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, there's, there's so much stuff coming out that a lot of these images. I don't know what's real. I don't. I sometimes I, I don't know what's real. Was you know kind of just placed there because because of, of what's going on. Right. You know, and that's, and that's a part of the problem with the internet because and modern technology. It's so easy to fake things that mm-hmm. you have to be diligent in vetting your sources and your information because it's. Things can be so easily fake nowadays, right? And um, another thing, uh, you know, you got a lot of companies, uh, you know, coming out showing support. Nike came out with, a, with a, a very nice statement of, you know, don't do it, don't be racist, pretty much. Well, I mean, for this particular situation, it's just so easy. Yes. There is a clear villain here, and there is a clear wrongdoing that any company can come out and say, no, that's wrong. What company is going to say, you know what? I back my police officers for doing their job. In this situation, this is for any company. This is a no-brainer. This is a no-brainer, a winning situation to you know get behind. Right, and you see more companies following suit. Like it's been Nike, Netflix. I saw a commercial day with Paramount. They did it. Amazon, I think they done one. So you're gonna see more and more companies. Even the NFL did it, which I'm about to read right now. 
Well, I'm finding interesting from them. Uh, the NFL family is greatly saddened by the tragic events across our country. The protesters' reactions to these incidents reflect the pain, anger, and frustration that so many of us feel. Our deepest condolences go out to the family of Mr. George Floyd and to those who have lost loved ones, including the families of Miss Breonna Taylor in Louisville and Mr. Ahmaud Arbery, uh, the cousin of Tracy Walker of the Detroit Lions. As current events dramatically underscore these, these, there remains much more to do as a country and as a league. These tragedies inform the NFL's commitment to our ongoing efforts. There remains an urgent need to action. We recognize the power of our platform and communities as a part of the fabric of American society. We embrace that responsibility and are committed to continue the important work to address these systematic issues together with our players, clubs, and partners. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. That's very interesting that he came out with this statement. But when, let me see here, a certain uh, Colin Kaepernick was peacefully protesting, you know, these things, you know, it, it, he was frowned upon. Hey, 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 hey. Now's a cool thing to do. They brought, they brought Jay-Z in. He ain't done shit. <laughs> isn't, that what, isn't that what Jay-Z came to the league for? For the, the entertainment and the social outreach? The only... I, the, I don't mean, He might have thrown a, uh, some kind of like benefit concert. I won't, say he, I won't say he threw it. But I think whatever he has going on, they might have thrown a concert they, 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 together they, for, some, for, some, for some reason. And I don't think they, they haven't done nothing, anything else since then. I don't know. I don't know what his job title really is with that, but I don't see him doing. He hasn't done. And I'm not trying to say he hasn't done shit, but I haven't seen nothing come out of this recently. As I said before, I mean, whether you know the statement from NFL is genuine or not, if you are willing to change your stance based off of new, more relevant, more credible information, then. By all means, change your stance. I am not going to admonish you for that. So if he was looking at this situation, it's like, God damn it. Uh, this is what Colin Kaepernick was talking about. I should probably get behind this. More power to him. I'm so not going to admonish you so for So it's okay for him to change your heart then? Yes. It is absolutely okay for you to have a change your heart. And I'm not going to admonish you for that. Understandable. Understandable. Because when you do that... When you admonish somebody for, okay, this is the way you used to think, but, oh, now you want to change your mind, they probably just going to go back to thinking the way they used to. And if <laughs> the way they used to think was, fuck all black people, let the police kill them, we don't want them to do that. Right. I mean, hopefully that, that over there is wait, in the direction he's going in. And if if NFL players were to say protests by kneeling, it wouldn't be so, it wouldn't be so, it wouldn't be so frowned upon because now we're showing you that this is a real thing. It's always been a real thing, and it should it, it it should disturb you. If it disturbs us, it should disturb you. Granted, yeah, not everybody's gonna care about somebody losing their life, with, with, you know, from a police officer. But the frequency this is happening, it should disturb you. Right. Like I said, uh, we've always been sitting on a powder keg, and the coronavirus just really exposed all the cracks. I'm telling you, like the coronavirus was it's like it's it's, it's like a, a fucked up layer cake. Coronavirus. Racism, police brutality, and then you got we we, we about to end the hurricane season. Yeah. So you about to have a natural disaster gonna hit somewhere. It's gonna fuck some shit up because I think you know because like what was it a year ago, two years ago when the hurricane hit and like Puerto Rico got really fucked up. Yeah. 
And I don't think they really recovered that well from it. Nope. So, and they get hit, it's supposed to get hit again by another bad storm or, yeah. you know, like Florida. So, while all of this stuff, global warming is still a thing. They said climate change is still a thing, still affecting nature. So, nature's going to hit back hard. Yeah. So, that's one thing you probably can't, you can't prepare but so much for nature. Because you know how, you know how these storms are going to be when they come through. Right. And so, that coupled with the fact that Racism was already here. It was already prevalent. Said coronavirus just came in and took the headlines for a little bit. Yeah. But racism said, nah, we want that back. <laughs> so, and then, uh, another, kind of go on a lighter note. They've been showing images of like, what the next event gonna be, as far as like, something's gonna fuck up America. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got murder hornets coming. Oh, uh, there's not, they're not as big of a deal as people make them out to be. You see how big that motherfucker is? Yeah, they, I mean, they're pretty big, but it's not, it, it won't be as big of a deal as people make it out to be. You said now. Yeah, and they, they definitely won't make it to the East Coast. No, well, we good then. <laughs> what about the, uh, the sniper, the sniper monkeys? Sniper monkeys? Yes. Okay, that's new to me. Yeah, they got a picture saying sniper monkeys are coming. Oh, yeah, that, that's new to me. So. You gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be in the watch. You gotta watch to protect your neck. I mean, as far as apocalypse bingo goes, <laughs> most of mine are checked. <laughs> oh boy, it, it's 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 been the last few days have been a lot. As far I'll say emotional, just watching the images of the rioting and these comments people have been making. So my my advice, my little two cents would be to anybody who is engaged in what's going on in the world right now to to take a break as you need it for your own mental health. I'm not saying I'm going to go. I'm going crazy about it, but it definitely weighs on my heart to see, you know, the images over and over again. Right. And then also to see, you know, how people are treated by the police when they're protesting, you know, people being shoved and hit, being shot with bullets, run over with cars. It's, it's, it's a lot. So I would, you know, I, I'm, I'm only two, only thing I can say is like, you know, let's take a break from what, what, what you're reading or what you're, what you're watching. Yeah. So mental health is important. Sometimes you got to unplug. Yeah. Cause watching a series of depressing issues consistently can give you depression. Right. Cause I, I, I would go on my phone, look through Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I've seen the same repeat images over and over again. I'm like, okay, I need, I need to take a break from this. I can't keep doing it cause it's, it's weighing on me. So. People, please, you know, you know, try to find an outlet. This is something that me and Stefan do, you know, to just kind of, you know, vent about what's going on in the world. Give me, give me something to do, you know, because of my situation. So, but also, if you're also going out there uh, protesting, be careful. Use your best judgment. Voice your, voice your opinion, voice your concerns. But be safe out there as well, too. And if you're going to loot, bring a shopping cart. Got to make sure you get all the shit in one trip. They showed one guy had uh, four target cards worth of stuff. I saw that. And I ain't mad at him. I ain't mad at him none whatsoever. So you don't want to be going back. That's how you get shot. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, what you want to add to it? Uh, I think I've said my piece. Okay. So, well, thanks for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for commenting and liking the Instagram videos I put up and on Facebook. Appreciate you know you stopping by listening to me and Stefan. And we will continue to do our best to, you know, share our insight with the, what's going on with the world as it so sees fit. And as always, you can check us up on YouTube, SoundCloud, Google Music Play, Spotify, and iTunes. That's the show. Peace out. <laughs>
Peace.